Welcome back, Hoktora peoples. Did you miss us? We're back. And this week, we have a very exciting topic for you. We're going to talk about Judaism and Disney. Amanda and I are wicked big Disney fans, if you guys didn't know. And we also love Judaism. Duh. Obviously. So, <laughs> we decided to combine two of our passions together, and we got lots of things to talk about today. A lot of analysis went on in the making of this Hawk Tour episode. <laughs> yeah. So basically, we were analyzing the amounts, or lack thereof, of um, Judaism in Disney movies, Disney shows, all that fun stuff. And we realized that there's a great lack of Jewish characters in Disney. Yeah, we were trying to figure out what characters were Jewish, and we couldn't think of any, so we had to turn to our good friend Google, and we He's found... He's my best squirrel. Yep. We found a wiki that lists a bunch of Jewish characters, and scrolling through it, we noticed that they're not the main characters. They're mm-hmm. all, like, the minor characters. Like, very minor characters. Mm-hmm. So, on this list that we immediately recognized were Kronk, Isabella Gar- Garcia Shapiro, and Ron Stoppable. There's also some other guy named Shelton Gunnar Klutzberry, which is, whatever. It's an interesting name. But Jesus is on the list. <laughs> Jesus is also on the list. And Poppy, who's uh, Kronk's dad. But, I think. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> we can assume. Yep. So, we're going to focus on Kronk, Isabella, and Ron Stoppable. So let's start off with Kronk. We all remember Kronk, right? He is the lovable villain from Emperor's New Groove. That's a villain, but not really a villain. And they think he's stupid, but he's not. Yeah, he's actually a lot smarter than you think he is. And he's just a very fun, lovable character. Mm-hmm. But throughout the entire series, and the first movie, there's no indication of him being Jewish. It isn't until the... His little spin-off movie, Kronk's New Groove. This is a spoiler alert, so close your ears if you don't want to hear this part. But he gets married and has a Jewish wedding. So we don't even know. Like we could this could be that he's actually Jewish and he's having a Jewish wedding. It could be that the person he fell in love with is Jewish and that's why he's having a Jewish wedding. Yeah. But I mean I watched the movie but I Do you didn't, remember that part? I don't remember that part. Exactly. It's probably like the very tail end that's like the well, ending yeah. scene. He probably got married at the end, and at the wedding, there's probably some minor Jewish aspect of a traditional Jewish wedding that they showcase, but that's not the main point of the movie, so I don't even pick on pick up on it. Exactly. Very small details that nobody mm-hmm. picks up on. And it's also just very out of place, even if he is Jewish, or the person he marries is Jewish. It feels very out of place, taking in the setting and the culture aspects of the movie itself. Exactly. It doesn't really make any sense. It kind of just seems that they wanted to put in some minority aspect to it. Mm-hmm. And so let's move on to Isabella Garcia Shapiro. Yeah. So Isabella mentions like maybe like two or three times in the entire series that she's Jewish. And one of the big indicators is her name, but also how often do you hear her full name in the show? Like, and I think I she's... never. I can't remember. And I think she's a very interesting character because she is, I'm presuming, Mexican based off of an image we saw Mm -hmm. later on, but we can get into that in a second. She's Mexican or some sort of Latino, Latina, and Jewish, which is a fun mix. Like, it's really cool that they did that. I think it's a fun mix, but at the same time, like, there's a lot of characters on these shows. They couldn't Mm -hmm. have split the two ethnicities 
to be different characters, they had to combine the two minorities into one. Yeah, and like even if they have them combined, maybe another Jewish character, like just where, one more. Yeah, and maybe a Muslim character would have been nice. Yeah, and but so when we were doing a search for instances of Judaism in the show, I just did, if you want to follow along, I did a quick Google image search, and I typed in Phineas and Ferb, Isabella, Jewish. And the thing that caught my eye immediately (laughs) was a picture from an episode that I don't remember watching of a festival. It is the Mexican Jewish Cultural Festival. There are a bunch of things that we noticed right off the bat about this. There's, is that a Torah? It's a Torah. There's a Torah. There's like a Mexican scarf thing that could be a talit, but I think that also mm-hmm. Mexican culture has something similar like that. Mm-hmm. There's a sombrero. The big thing is a sombrero with some dreidels on it. There's a taco in the background. Yep, a taco. Nothing else that we can see right off the bat. But something else that we notice is the font that they use. So cultural festival is written in some standard block letters, but the word Mexican is in a very stereotypical font. Like Aztec-feeling Mexican. Yeah, like, And Jewish is also written in a very stereotypical, like it's kind of supposed to resemble Hebrew letters, but like it's English letters. And yeah, like the H looks like a Lamed. Yeah. How, what kind of coincidence is that? Yeah. So those are just interesting points that they felt the need to put in there. Yeah, and something that... I notice a lot with how different shows and movies depict Judaism is they always run to the dreidel. Yeah, and which is very interesting because to us, the dreidel isn't like a major figure for Judaism, but for people who aren't exposed to Judaism, that's one of the things that they will notice. They'll see a dreidel, they'll see maybe a menorah and be like, oh, Judaism, Jewish people, Hanukkah, because that's, that's all we are to them is just Hanukkah. Exactly, but I think that, well, I appreciate, like, they're doing this so that they, like, the plain viewer can recognize that it's Jewish. They should have added something else to it. Mm-hmm. Not just the, um, the dreidels, because, honestly, we're much more than dreidels. Yeah. And a show from Disney that did a little bit better job of representing Jewish culture is Impossible. So, like we mentioned, Ron Stoppable is a fellow Jew, and he, if you don't remember, but how could you not remember? Exactly. He is the lovable sidekick to the main heroine, Kim. And they, he's just, they're opposites, but they work. So Kim is a very strong female lead, which is great, but that topic for a different day. But she's a real good character. And Ron is the dorky, clumsy sidekick. Exactly. So we did um, another Google search to find the Jewish aspects, and if you want to follow along, it's we put in Ron Stoppable Jewish into Google, and on images, and one of the first images is of, spoiler alert, their wedding, mm-hmm. and something that we noticed is that Ron is wearing a yarmulke and a tallit. And in the background of some of the pictures, you can also see who I presume is the rabbi or whomever officiated the wedding, also in a tele and a yarmulke. And you see a picture of Ron and his dad in, uh, in yarmulkes. And there's a chuppah in the background. Yep. So they are, like, some research had to go into this episode. Mm-hmm. They were very, I really appreciate this aspect that they actually did some research and made the animations that it coincided with Jewish culture and, like, actually made a lot of sense. And I think it's really cool because it is an interracial, not interracial, inter... Interfaith. Interfaith, that's the word. Interfaith wedding 
because Kim is not Jewish, so they probably didn't go all out with the super traditional Jewish wedding, but they did a good job representing it. And we found another picture of Ron and Kim, I believe, at Kim's house. It's called A Very Possible Christmas. And... The decorations are just very Christmassy, and he's wearing a very non-Christmas sweater. There's not Jew- there's not Star of David's on them, but on there's it, some stars and it's blue, and, blue white. and white. So that's pretty fun. So, so I think yeah. they did a good job. But in comparison to what other media organizations have done, Disney's got a lot of work because you compare them to Nickelodeon and the Rugrats, and Rugrats there's no very com- Jewish. There's no competition. The Rugrats, you know, it's very stereotypically Jewish. Like the last name's Pickles. We love Pickles. I know I love Pickles. I do too. But, like, I think in that case, the way they portray the stereotypes isn't necessarily a bad thing because it is a show for such young children that that's how children Mm -hmm. work and how their brains work. Just for, like, psychologically speaking, they learn from schemas. So then they can take the very stereotypical images they see and be like, this is a Jewish person. And they relate it to their other experiences. And then later on, their parents or whoever can help them dissect those stereotypes and be like, well, not all people do it this way, but it'll help, like, the really little ones, it'll help them learn, which I appreciate the stereotypes in that sense. And going off of that, Rugrats is, again, like you said, for very little children. Shows like Phineas and Ferb and... Um, Kim Possible were for older children. So mm-hmm. if they wanted to bring in some Jewish aspect, they should have brought in like an, an additional level. Different channels, mm-hmm. different belief systems. But, mm-hmm. you know. And what I like about Rugrats is they don't just showcase Hanukkah. Like, the Hanukkah special in Rugrats is great, and it's iconic, but what I think is even more iconic is the Passover special. Oh, it was so good. Let My Babies Go is so good. I still have it on VHS. Of course. I've watched it so many times, and I think it's great that they showcase not just Hanukkah, because to a lot of shows, when they depict Judaism and a Jewish holiday... It's purely Hanukkah. It's Hanukkah. hmm And so I think that's great. And just speaking of the holidays represented in shows, Disney definitely lacks a lot of stuff, especially yeah. in comparison, not just Jewish holidays, but just any holiday is severely underrepresented in comparison to Christmas. Because, let's just name off some Disney Christmas specials. There's like five billion Mickey, one millionth upon a like Christmas. twice upon a Christmas. Is there a thrice upon a Christmas? I'm sure there is. Um, I know that I loved and rewatched and rewatched and rewatched um, Belle's like enchanted Christmas and there's like an evil organ in it and stuff and <laughs> Organ as in, like, piano, not, like, body organ. (laughs) But you guys can figure that out yourselves. Um, And I just love that movie so much. And I guess I didn't really think about the fact that it was Christmas and not, Mm -hmm. you know, Jewish. Yeah, and I've watched uh, Disney's Christmas Carol a bunch of times and just didn't think anything of it. But then, like I said, you have Rugrats where they're doing Hanukkah and they're doing Passover. And maybe another show did a different holiday, but... I like how they had Hanukkah and Passover. Yeah. And another organization that did a great job, I think, is PBS Kids with Arthur, where I don't know if you guys have seen Arthur's Christmas special, but I owned it as a kid. I still own it, and I've watched it so many times, and it's so good, where, yes, the main focus, or the main holiday that they showcase is Christmas, because... Arthur celebrates Christmas, and he's the title character of the show. And another main character, or a lot of the other main characters, do celebrate Christmas. So there's a huge Christmas party thrown by Muffy. But you also have the brain, and you see him celebrating Kwanzaa, which is not something you see often in shows. 
And you see something that really struck me as a kid was Muffy celebrating Hanukkah with their family. Mm-hmm. And there's even a conflict, if I remember correctly, where Muffy got mad at uh, Francine because she couldn't come. To her to, Christmas party. Yeah, she couldn't come to her Christmas party because Muffy had the Christmas party on Hanukkah. And so then there was an argument, and I believe Francine ended, bring, ended up bringing Muffy to her house for Hanukkah, and her family, like Muffy's dad, came and everything, and they showed just lighting him the menorah and saying the blessings, and that really struck me as a kid because I got to see a character that I loved saying the blessings that I say with my family, and I thought that was really cool. Exactly, and I think that what we want to see from companies like Disney is... Not only more representation, but proper representation. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to show Hanukkah, don't just show people getting presents. People think that all we do on Hanukkah is get presents. They don't see the traditional aspect behind it. Every mm-hmm. single holiday has... It's not just like, oh, like, Sukkot's a harvest holiday. Hanukkah's, you know, a fun present-getting holiday. Passover, mm-hmm. you have to sit around and listen to a long, boring story. Every single holiday that we have has intention and purpose. And every holiday has a deeper story behind it. Like, it's not... Like, you have the story of Hanukkah, the story of Passover, you have the story of Purim. For Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah, there's not necessarily, like, the stories behind it, but there's that there's greater meaning. And I think it's good that we try to step away from Hanukkah as a gift-give-it holiday because of the negative stereotype against us that we're greedy people. Exactly. So, And if we want other people from other cultures to actually understand what we do and, like, where we're coming from and, like, so that our interactions aren't as awkward with other people who aren't Jewish, then these shows and stuff need to depict more accurate and more deeply thought out representations of us. Because I think, I know for myself in school, I often had to explain a lot of things to people, explain the holidays and stuff, which I didn't mind. I liked that. But I think it would be helpful if people had a better understanding going into it and then I could help fill in the gaps. And these shows can help little kids start to do that from a young age. Well, thank you so much for joining us for our first episode of this year. If you have any comments about what we said, you want to continue the conversation, comment on this, email us, feel free to stay in touch. And if you have any additional things that you want us to, t- to talk about, let us know. Yeah, we're open to suggestions. We want this to be a group thing. Maybe you can meet a new person in the comments and have a conversation. It's all about building a community and just understanding the tour better and how it can relate to us. Well, thanks so much again. See you next time. Bye, guys.